0: Verbal Graffiti, with Grant Cotter,
1: oh shit he has a podcast, KFX, Party Fresh exclusive. What's up, guys? Welcome to Verbal Graffiti. I'm your host, Grant Cotter. Today, my guest is a very funny stand-up comic from Canada, now living in L.A. Please give us a warm welcome for Mr. Gavin Matz. Thank you. Everybody was
0: applauding in we're- the future, individually, wherever they were, and I heard it. We
1: can add it in, in post.
0: Oh, you're gonna add it in and post? Maybe. Do you need it?
1: Well will it make you, you, said you feel me, better? And I'm not helping. You're not oh. I'm not gonna help with post. You're not? No. No, I said will you do my podcast? I meant like will you do oh, it for oh, me? Oh, will you produce it? Produce just do everything. Oh well if I agreed to do it then I guess I have to. Yeah. You're if this is if I'm Joe Rogan, you're my Jamie. Can you look something up for me? Well who the Jamie's the guy that does that? Yeah, he's the lookup guy podcasting is a business. Podcasting is a business and I'm new to it. Monetize, monetize, monetize. Dude, I'm... You got got ads? Well, here's the thing. I'm letting people sponsor my podcast for free. So... Just to get the word out. Yeah, so today's episode is actually sponsored by BMW, the finest in German motor cars. If you're looking for the new CL2 BMW 2018 Coupe, go to your nearest BMW retailer. You should be more careful. Why? Because that's like a big conglomerate of a company
0: and they probably don't want to be associated with a new podcast (laughs) so like you could get sued
1: i could get sued for advertising them
0: yeah because it's fake it's fake advertising
1: that's real advertising they're really just the best in german motor cars
0: i know but you doing it makes it illegitimate do you know what I mean? From their standpoint, not from mine. This Why? isn't me speaking. This is me speaking as a business attorney.
1: Are you telling me BMW doesn't think that I'm BMW material? They think I'm like a Ford Taurus kind of guy? And I'm out here just front no. like I'm a BMW no, guy? No, no,
0: no, 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 They're not even associating you with a different kind of car. They're associating you with like no car at all. But I don't. And I, I'm not coming on here to like. You I'm not just trying to be in, car. I'm not trying to be insulting. It's a great. Hey, it's a great car. It's a Mazda.
1: Yeah, it's great. Mazda doesn't sponsor the podcast, though.
0: I I know. And I don't even think that they know they
1: have an option in that. Well, hey, Mazda, if you're listening, if you want me to give you guys a shout out, please feel (laughs) free to hit me up on Instagram. Slide into those DMs (laughs) at Grant Cotter and let me know. Grant loves DMs. It goes down in the DMs. It goes down. Dude, my DMs are stagnant right now, bro.
0: Nothing happening.
1: Nothing good damn nothing good no opportunities arising damn more like hey good job that's hey, it funny i mean they're nice i like them but like i thought like warner brothers would slide in and be like dude
0: movies they to- just the warner bros dms you and it's just movies w- i don't mark? care which
1: one of the warner brothers yeah it could be mike it could be todd as oh you don't want it to
0: be todd well, todd me, warner yeah got me too no yeah
1: Damn. Sucks. They're icing everybody out. Dude, so what else is going on? Well, what else is going on in the world? We got some news articles that we think we should discuss. Do you have a song that plays before that? Like, news. Would you sing it? No. Just give me like a good news soundbite that I can cut up and I'll put it before it.
0: This week on Verbal Graffiti.
1: News. News. All right, so this week in the news, meth gators. Tennessee police warn that flushing drugs could create hyper-aggressive alligators. Scientists are saying this isn't true, but local people in Tennessee are saying, you don't know what we've seen. Uh Uh-huh. First of all, who's flushing their meth down the toilet? I don't know a lot of people that have done meth, but it's very everybody
0: on the cop show when the cops are around. I guess. Yeah. If you you're about toilet, to get busted, you toilet
1: your drugs. Yeah. You got to You got to part ways with them.
0: Maybe it's not so much that the people by flushing their drugs are down or are, are creating these
1: meth gators. But it's like just police being around in general. Well, I think it's more just like people on meth seeing regular gators are probably reporting that the gators are also on meth, too. Oh, but they probably riled the gators up a bit. Dude, if you're on meth, you can ride a gator like a skateboard. <laughs> no, I'm saying rile. Rile? Like you bugged them, you <laughs> yeah, they, them they with they a You bugged them a bit. <laughs> Dude, there was this kid. Oh, no, I've never done meth. Have you? I don't think so. Not really? on purpose. Not
0: on purpose? But, but you I think mean, you I'm, have one time?
1: I mean, I definitely probably did, like, shady coke back in the day, you know? There yeah, you been meth in it. I, I did know. some
0: molly once. It was pretty crazy.
1: Like, I thought I was going to die. You never know, like, what's in that stuff. You just are like, oh, dude, there's a Buddha stamped on it. It's got to be good for you. Yeah, you're like, oh, my best friend gave this to me. Yeah. He wasn't trying to save a dollar. (laughs) He gave me some (laughs) shitty fucking ecstasy. There was this guy who lived in the apartment below me when I was in college. His name was Jack, and and he worked at a pet store. And so he lived in a studio apartment, and inside of it he had, like, a little terrarium full of black widow spiders. And he had, like, a five-foot iguana, and he had... Uh, in the bathtub an alligator and the alligator was probably like three feet long and it lived in the bathtub in this dirty ass water and we'd smoke weed upstairs in my place and he would bring it up and he would just tape the mouth shut and let it walk around the house and I just remember it would pee everywhere and it like wasn't nice to be around it would like flash its tail at you and my girlfriend at the time <laughs> had a little chihuahua we were always scared he was gonna fuck up the chihuahua and eat it you know but that's why he would tape the mouth shut that is so
0: inhumane i know he would just tape it up regularly
1: yeah just tape it up regularly and it just lived some it regular in old d- duct
0: tape sticky side it to was a gator the, no it
1: was black tape maybe it was electrical tape damn it's so fucked up it's fucked up you, <laughs> you know, just hung
0: out with a guy who just had black widows
1: yeah the, he was cool to us because we weren't 21 and he was and he would buy us alcohol he would buy us like king cobra 40s but here's the question now where did he shower Would he take the alligator out? Because that water was disgusting. It was like black water that the alligator lived in. Where would Jack shower? Studio apartment, one bathroom. I can't believe this was a studio. Yeah. It was low-income housing, Hermosa Vista, the wildest apartment complex I ever lived in. There was this other dude. You kind of actually remind me of this kid, Cameron. He was the drug dealer. He would sell $25 grams, and he drove a fucking Eclipse because, like, every drug dealer in the 2000s, I feel like, drove an An Eclipse. An Eclipse? And he skimped this Cholo Benito out on a, a sack. And then he fucking, Benito chased Cameron with a samurai sword through the apartment complex. And Benito had got the samurai sword at the swap meet the week before. Uh, the swap meet that was like across the street at the community college that I kind of chased went to. him with a samurai sword? Yeah. Dude, do you think when he bought the samurai sword, he's like, I'm going to use this pretty quickly? <laughs> like no, for sure. It was like, this is art. <laughs> and my wife and my seven kids will appreciate this hanging. In our two-bedroom apartment in Huntington Beach, right? I think it was no, it was a kit. It was like three samurai swords. It was like one big one and then two little ones. And I don't know if it was like on a display rack or what. Damn. But if he took the big one, did he to cut the him streets, up? No. He didn't catch him. No, Cameron was fast. He was fast. <laughs> yeah. Cameron. Cameron. Dude, I, I remind like, you of somebody fast. Yeah, you look like you could run. Fuck yeah. You ever been chased by a samurai sword before?
0: No, and I don't really plan on being chased by a samurai sword i hope there's not i hope somebody's holding it if i do get chased by one dude what a way
1: scarier if it was just a samurai sword floating coming after me dude that's a paranormal podcast that's a different podcast (laughs) if you guys are interested in hearing a paranormal podcast check out gavin's podcast paranormal graffiti paranormal graffiti (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a bad college movie Dude, people, there's like wild people that you just
0: don't hear about that just own alligators in their bathtubs. Dude, fucking Jack, bro. There are way too many people alive. That's why. People go crazy and just have gators. Dude, I, we
1: need to chill on having kids. How did you get the gators? A swap meat? No, so he worked at the pet store, and I don't know exactly, but I imagine, like, somebody else had it. Mm-hmm. And, like, just took it to the pet store and was like, I can't deal with this. And Jack was <laughs> like, I got a home.
0: I love the fact that somebody thought they could have a gator as a pet and then they were too stressed.
1: Dude, it, was the, it wasn't the gator that made Jack weird. It was the black widows in the terrarium that was, like, sketchy. Because you were in his house and you never knew, like, what it was. And his house was like, he was a hoarder. He had just shit everywhere. Yeah, this guy sounds bad. What do you think he's doing? Dead, probably. I don't know. I wish. I wish I re- remembered his last name i'd like look him up yeah you don't know his last name no damn are we that guy benito still lives in those apartments and this was 12 years ago damn yeah the same apartment same apartment and benito he was a reformed cholo um where he used to gang bang back in the day he had a tattoo on his neck that said i'm still here and he married a white woman who worked at rite aid and then they had like four kids together, and then Benito's little brother, whose name was Little Joker, also oh. lived with them. Oh my god! And Benito would always ask me for rides to take him to Nickel Nickel, the five cent arcade. And sometimes I couldn't take him, and he'd get pissed. Little Benito would be mad. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get the samurai sword. Really? You know, you don't disrespect Benito, and he kept he always tell this story about how Snoop Dogg stole his songs. Truly, what if he did though? I remember one of the songs it was do you want to ride we can ride you want to get high we can get high you want to fuck with us you must be ready to die east side long beach big bad life of crime and what song is that snoop Dogg's. that was benito's song but snoop stole stole that who knows dude i you take these things with half truths damn i feel like i should live in a worse place so i can like have these stories one day dude you get a whole new act if you lived in hermosa vista
0: I don't want that act, really, (laughs) (laughs) but a good
1: podcast stories. There's this thing going around that a lot of comics are doing in L.A., and I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook. It's this magazine It's called Voyage L.A., right? Not sure what it is. Somebody submitted me to get an article written and I thought I got the email. I go, wow, that's super cool. They want to write something on me. I go for sure. And then they just sent me a link and they were like, do it yourself you write it and we publish it. And I was like, that seems kind of fake. You know, I thought you wanted to interview me and get to know me, not have me write an article about myself that you post. So when they sent it to me, the questions were not personalized in any way. And it was like, I was a business. It was like any hardships in, in opening your operation and weirdly worded questions. So, I wrote the most crazy, asinine shit I could think of (laughs) as my life story, and I sent it to them, and I thought, I'm never going to hear back, and they emailed me, and they were like, we love it, great job, we'll let you know when it's live. (laughs) Did you lie? Every word of it is a fucking lie, and it's so crazy, and I'm almost scared that this will be on the internet, because I don't want to... I don't know. I don't want people to see this. And then I get in trouble for something, you know? So here's what but it none is. None of it is true. None of it is true. Okay. I mean, it's true that like, yeah, my name is Grant Cotter and I do stand-up comedy, but then why would you ever get
0: in trouble? It's so funny. Cause I see people post those all the time and I'm like, come on,
1: dude. It, and they they write so much about themselves. I looked at one at this like open mic comic and I was like, first of all, how did he get it? And okay, here's, here's the first question. Can you briefly walk us through your story? How did you start, and how did you get to where you are today? You can include as little or as much details as you'd like. And I wrote, I was born in London, England, but it all started for me in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. My parents were Dutch Cuban Quakers living in an artesian co-op, a small farming community with a nightly seance. We didn't have electricity, and we only wore yellow, so our auras shine bright. When I was eight, my parents were excommunicated because my father got me a Nintendo Game Boy in order to help me with my panic attacks. (laughs) My father took the excommunication hard, so he left and started his own artesian co-op somewhere in Texas. My mother was fed up of the simple life and took me to California so she could pursue her dream of me becoming a famous actor. We moved to LA and I booked my first child acting job on the hit show Boy Meets World. I played a troubled youth who smoked marijuana. Being an actor in LA costs a lot of money, so my mother had to hustle for extra income. She started selling Cutco knives door to door. She would take me with her to get sympathy sales. We would drive to rich neighborhoods like Bel Air and some parts of Koreatown, going (laughs) door to door, holding butcher knives and paring (laughs) knives while asking the nice people to give us money. Times were tough and my mom had to go away for a little while, and that's when I met Lenny. Lenny became my mentor. He was a truck driver who my mom met at a knife show in Van Nuys. Lenny took me to my first comedy show at the Laugh Factory when I was 10 years old. I got to see Rodney Dangerfield perform in his pajamas and Richard Pryor perform in his wheelchair. Seeing those two guys make a room full of people laugh while wearing their night clothes and sitting down sparked something in my young mind. I needed to talk and get paid for it. From then on, I was a student of comedy. Every day after school, I would go home and watch comedy VHS cassettes. You know, the classics. Three Ninjas, Knuckle Up, Die Hard 3 with a Vengeance, and Moonwalker. I would study the funny parts and recreate them with my own twists. Saturday evenings at church for the newcomers. Flash forward some years, I'm illegally going to college at USC. My friend Paul had a full-ride scholarship, and I lived in his dorm room with him. We would go to class, and I enjoyed studying things like third-party microeconomics, P.E., and stand-up comedy. And that was my answer to the first question. Oh my God. None of that is true. And they are going to publish it like that is my bio. I cannot wait because everybody puts it on
0: Instagram and then they do the swipe through. Oh, like, yeah. So you have to do that and be like, thank you so
1: much, Voyage LA. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking <laughs> thank them. I'm going to tell everybody to read it. I'm going to send it to my family. I'm about to fucking buy sponsored ads on Facebook for my Voyage LA article. I'll pay a dollar a click. I don't give a fuck. I'll go bankrupt. I need people to know that I had a nightly seance as a child.
0: You saw them perform in their night clothes.
1: Well, dude, because the Laugh Factory has always got such a fucking crazy mythology. You know, like what is true and what isn't true. But the old bartender there, Noel, used to tell me crazy stories about Rodney Dangerfield coming in late at night. And he only wore his pajamas and he wore these silk white see-through pajamas. And you could see his like nutsack through him. At one time, he legit had surgery on his head and like came into the Laugh Factory to do a set that night while his head was all bandaged up. I go, wow, that would have been cool to see. Yeah, that would have been crazy. So I wrote my own life story and I just said that I saw it. Sick. So I guess I wrote my bio and it worked out for me. Yeah, that's great. man. Yo, Canadian Ron, if you need if, a new bio. If this
0: gets you like a job? And then um, and um the, because they think it's real and you have to continue this live for the rest of your life. Oh, it'd be easy.
1: I could keep this up forever. My aura shines bright now. This episode is brought to you by Cutco Knives. If you're looking for a new knife block, a new knife sharpener, paring knives, steak knives, butcher knives, fillet knives, please check out Cutco Knives. Go to CutcoKnives.com forward slash Gavin Matts and get 20% off your next order. Oh, sick. Do I get a bump from that? I don't think so. Shit. I don't think you're you're monetized with Cutco yet. You have to sell four people Cutco before you get monetized. The knife industry does not fuck with me. News. Fake science led a mom to feed bleach to her autistic sons, and police did nothing to stop it. A Kansas mother has posted videos about giving her child chlorine dioxide, which amounts to industrial bleach, to both her sons, and authorities have declined to intervene. Wait, both her
0: sons had autism? Yeah. Maybe she needs to drink the bleach. No, I think they got it. (laughs) She was drinking the bleach,
1: you know? (laughs) That's so sad. And these kids are old, 27 years old, and she thinks one cup of bleach will cure his autism? Like, that's what's been missing this whole time? Yeah,
0: and also it's like, he didn't need any of
1: that. He's perfect. Yeah, let him be the way he is, you know? God made him that way, and he's a shining star, and we love him. Yeah, it's your, you're the problem. The mom should drink the bleach.
0: She should drink the bleach now. Do you know what they use? That should be her sentence is that no jail time, just like she has to willingly and knowingly drink as much bleach as they drank. You're going old school with that eye for an eye. I Honestly, sometimes that's what it needs. This like weird little low like civil court bullshit. Just fucking
1: if somebody sta- stabbed you in the arm, you get to fucking stab them back. Damn, you're kind of going, going back to the, the Roman times with this. Is that what they did? Yeah, in some places. Is this what they do in Canada? Mm-hmm. Do you know in America, mm-hmm. they don't teach us anything about Canada? Yeah, it's fucked up. They don't teach us one thing. They're just like, it's up we there.
0: It beat your ass in that war.
1: Were we at war with you ever? Yeah. They eight, don't the tell war, us about that the one. The War of
0: 1812, you guys tried to come take Canada. We fucked you guys up.
1: Damn. Dude, what if Saskatchewan was just like another part of California? Well, it's like, why do you have Alaska? I well, just to show dominance, just to fuck. But with we you beat guys. you in the war. Yeah, but we were like, dude, we need a USA North. We need like another one. I up hate here. that you guys are
0: Alaska. It would be a better place. There'd be less people voted for Trump. I don't think they're Democrat.
1: I don't think Alaska is anything, and I particularly don't count Alaska. Alaska
0: counts so it's like the mainland USA they don't count any of the islands and shit except Hawaii
1: I mean I don't know wh- even what the size of Alaska is compared to anything down here is Alaska the biggest state or is Texas the biggest state I think Alaska's gotta be fucking top five biggest because you see it on the map and it's just like they go like oh here's this little corner it's like, like it's big. also yeah it's thick yeah you like your thick states? Oh yeah. You like your states thick? It, don't you guys
0: have that because it's close to Russia and it's to like protect you?
1: I don't know. I don't know what the logistics behind that is.
0: I don't know why, but I love Alaska from that Sandra Bullock movie with Chris Pine. Don't even know. Oh no, movie. it's
1: Ryan Reynolds. They're all those dudes are interchangeable. They are Chris Pine, Ryan but they're Reynolds. all
0: great in their own way.
1: Yeah, there's two actors that I always get confused, like Josh Dumel like right and um and, and, and Timoth, timothy timothy Oliphant. <laughs> they're the exact same person you know one's in transformers and one's in deadwood yeah, yeah yeah
0: there's always somebody like that where you're like if the other one didn't exist the one would be so famous there's
1: another one there's a chris pine and there's another and the guy who played cyclops in x-men okay so chris pine and then the dude he's in westwood as well deadwood westwood i
0: don't know But but there's also Jake Johnson
1: and Oscar Isaac. I know Oscar Isaac. I don't know Jake Johnson. He's
0: like a new girl.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they look like the same. Damn. dude. And it's
0: like Sandra Bullock in the and the Gilmore Girls, the mom, Lorelai.
1: Yeah, but Sandra Bullock, but it's
0: like if Sandra Bullock didn't exist, maybe she would have had a career would have gone off.
1: Yeah, you never know. Because they were just
0: looking for that look.
1: who, Who are you going against? Who am I going against? Yeah, who's who's yours?
0: Well, I just know people that I, I know the people that I always go out for, that are, they're always at the auditions that I'm at. Yeah. Like Moses Storm. Yeah. But it's just like young white guy.
1: Yeah, young white comics on the rise. I got a dude that I always see at auditions, and one, it hurts my feelings that I go out for the same thing as him. But two, you kind of got a low-key beef with him.
0: Oh, Jonathan Lipnicki, Stuart Little, pull up.
1: Jonathan Lip Yeah, he just likes all my Jerry girlfriends. <laughs> he likes
0: my girlfriend's photos.
1: Dude, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not trying. And to apparently
0: he texted her like a week ago.
1: What? Yeah. How did he get her number? Just like w- at wanting to be friends. How did he get her number? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, you better fucking get on Best Case if she's just giving her number out to Stuart Little like that. But he, I got to be honest.
0: Some people just give their number, people's numbers to people.
1: He's yoked.
0: He's yoked. Dude, this kid's on supplements. <laughs> well, I'll pull up with a fucking samurai sword <laughs> <laughs> on God, dude. dude. I will stab Stuart Little right in the fucking collarbone.
1: Dude, little Stuart Little is fucking ripped. One time we were at an audition and it was, you know, you're so awkward and you're waiting in the rooms and nobody's fucking talking. and Everyone's like trying to study their lines. It's uh-huh. pilot season and you're stressed and you're thinking, I'm going to get $40,000 an episode on my life set. I'm good. And nobody was talking, and I knew, one, I wasn't going to get it because I recognized everybody in the room with me. And I go, they're just going to give it to a famous person. So the room was real quiet, and I just said, the human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> everybody started laughing because they knew that that's what that kid said in Jerry Maguire, and then that kid gave me the death stare. Like, I don't know if that's a jujitsu jitsu move, but, like, he had mastered it. Really? Yeah. Full. He wanted
0: to, He probably heard that his whole life. Oh, for sure. He's just been like fucking Maguire <laughs> He's McGuire like, the shamed. human head weighs 10 pounds. Well, each of my arms weighs fucking 20
1: now. Dude, I think he's got like tribal tattoos. Yes. Like dude. that's the direction he went. I can't stand him. You know?
0: It's like, why are you still trying to... You were just a child actor. It's done. It's done.
1: But dude, he wants that sweet Beth. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Dude, what if beth leaves you for lip nicky she would never that's so sad bro uh,
0: do you know who i've seen in auditions who <laughs> and it's like the opposite of lip nicky who is a uh, six cents
1: Haley joel osmond yeah he, he looks washed he got a little fat
0: bro he was a child actor and now he's like f- in his 40s well dude do you know what happened to him
1: what he was happened? like on the rise and he had like all that six cents money And I'm not sure if this is confirmed. Maybe we should look it up. But I think he killed someone in a car crash, like a DUI. And that's why he was like, you didn't see him for a while. And then he like rebranded as like, I'm a fat, funny guy. Oh, he murdered somebody? I don't know. Let's look it up. Well, his
0: sister is like hella famous. Oh,
1: she's like a Disney star, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But she was in some other stuff. Who cares about his sister, though? He was Sixth Sense
0: Kid. And he murdered someone. Did he win an Oscar?
1: I don't know. I don't know if you want to. Here we go. Here's his mug shot. All right. He's smiling in it. Looking good. Okay. Born on
0: 41088.
1: Actor Haley Joel Osment was charged with drunk driving and marijuana possession after he crashed his 1996 Saturn station wagon while returning home from an L.A. concert in July 2006. The 18-year-old Osment, who starred as the boy who saw dead people in The Sixth Sense, suffered minor inju- injuries. And I can't read out loud. It's hard. The 18-year-old Osmond, who starred as the boy who saw dead people in the sixth sense, suffered minor injuries in the accident and was briefly hospitalized. Osmond, who posed for a mugshot snapped by an LA sheriff's deputy, was released after posting a $15,000 bond. Okay, so I was wrong. He didn't kill anybody, but he did get a DUI. I guess my biggest surprise here is you got all that Bruce Willis money and you're driving a Saturn station wagon. A Saturn station wagon. Yo, I had a Saturn. It was okay. 98 Saturn SL2 strawberry air freshener. I liked it, but I was poor. I had no money. I had $3,000 and I bought whatever car I could afford. And that's what I could afford then. This guy had M. Night Shyamalan money. There's a limit that kids get like when they're in, in movies.
0: So he was probably getting minimums,
1: you know? Do you think he just got like sev- the SAG minimum of 7,400 for his first movie? Maybe
0: for his first movie, but i definitely not after that. I mean, I'm thinking about how many movies he was in. And I was like, uh, I think he did okay.
1: No, because then he was in that AI movie with Jude Law.
0: Yeah, but he was always the same character. At least Macaulay Culkin had like range.
1: Well, yeah, because Macaulay Culkin was like, dude, I'm not being that kid anymore. I'm a fucking party monster. I'm a gay dude doing coke. Get at me. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by gavinmatz.com. <laughs> Explain to me the geography of Canada. Do you guys have states? Provinces. Provinces. Okay. And so the, where's the cool part? Cool part is Montreal or Vancouver. That's the uh, like Montreal, Toronto, York. Vancouver. Okay.
0: The main major cities.
1: What about like Saskatchewan?
0: Lame. Never even been.
1: Really? So yeah. that's like a, a Kentucky kind of a place.
0: Yeah. And then like, you know, Alberta, that's like Texas. That's beside BC. BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, that's where Winnipeg is. It's fine. It's w- it's shit too. Nobody likes it that's ever been there. I don't know why people live there. And then there's Ontario, which is like, there's some good parts, mostly bad. But there's Toronto.
1: And where are you from? Vancouver. OK, so you're from like a civilization. I'm from a real city. Does it make you sad that you're not from Toronto and Drake is? No. You don't get upset about that?
0: No, because now I get to be like everyone's like, oh, you're from Canada. Are you from Toronto? And I'm like, no, Vancouver.
1: It's like more of niche now. Yeah, they really don't teach us anything about C- Canada here at all. I, did, I just I'm just hearing about the War of 1812 from you.
0: Yeah, I made it up.
1: No, because I've heard it. I've heard it, but I thought it was like Mexico you thought you were fighting mexicans well just the war of 1812 like i just
0: it sounds crazier than it probably was it's a good name for a war yeah because it tells you when it is (laughs) exactly (laughs) there's like no confusion when was desert storm i don't know i have no idea is that black hawk down it could be it's a good movie i'm not sure what your podcast is about
1: (laughs) news well this has been an enlightening episode i hope you guys follow gavin on instagram i hope you follow grant
0: and keep keep following him on his podcast journey
1: thank you thank you any stories you want to share
0: Mm, no just that like i was i'm the child of two quakers Yada yada yada.
1: You guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Gavin Matts has been an amazing guest. Please also check out my expose interview in Voyage LA magazine, coming out soon. This is, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna break the internet. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. Family, to KFX, Cody fresh, exclusive.